welcome to That's Deep with Eden and Jess. Today we are reflecting on our conversation with Spencer Jones of Jones and Four. Um, it was a good conversation and I don't think that we probably have too much to reflect on since the episode, I mean a lot of times these episodes just kind of speak for themselves. Uh, the guests speak for themselves, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, some key things, I think, first and foremost, is just to keep an eye out in the show notes for the events that he has upcoming. Um, details on a virtual 5K and other retreat events. Um, key takeaways for me, um, and a couple of things that reminded me of previous episodes. We want to start there, unless you want to start. Cool. Okay. Um, managing energy. So he talks about this concept of energy sovereignty, which is a, it's actually, it's a pretty cool term. Mm-hmm. I do like that term. Energy, ever, ever, oh my God. Energy sovereignty master. Um, and that idea of managing energy reminded me of Shelton's episode. So kind of like a throwback to that. Um, and that framework around empathy work. This idea of not being able to force people to do things, hmm. right? Um, he talks about where he limits time with people, where he has cut off time from people, and the importance of recognizing, again, kind of going back to that energy, but also recognizing maybe where you have influence and where people just aren't ready yet to make that change for themselves. Yeah. Uh, learning how to manage how to manage energy flow in and manage the flow out uh, talks about thoughts mm. internal thoughts being an energy vampire for him when he was going yeah. through his journey yeah. yeah and how to get rid of those limiting beliefs mm-hmm. um, and how those were weighing him down until they weren't mm-hmm. that resonated with me uh, a couple of tension points he talks about the difference between ego and authentic confidence. Mm. Uh, That one I'm still playing with and have given thought to. Mm -hmm. Um, And then toxic positivity and authentic positivity and what the difference is there. Uh, He talks about the importance of people in his life to check you and support you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was good. As kind of a a how to do that. Uh, Said they allow me to see myself and things through a different lens. Mm -hmm. So if you can find those people in your support network that will tell you, that will give you that authentic feedback um, when you ask for it or not. Right. I think is important. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a guy that found his passion. You can yeah. tell he loves yeah. what he does, yes. right? Yes. Like um, just happy and smiley. Uh, we had a, um, a person in our school that was always smiling and we called him smiley. Uh, and just how infectious that is. Yeah. Uh, he loves what he's doing, and he was smiling throughout, uh, good energy throughout, I thought. Uh, charismatic mm-hmm. and a strong communicator. And that's uh, when I listened back to the episode, that's what stands out. 
He cares about people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you follow him on social, like you see him engaging with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, but it's it seems that that's something that he both um, gives energy to and gets energy from. Yeah. It was interesting, he asked, you know, um, about whether he cares people, that people like him, the mm -hmm. BU mm -hmm. of his cornerstones. Mm -hmm. um, do you care if people like you? Are you asking me? Yeah. Well, like, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> um, as I get older, less so, much less so, yeah. Uh, I would rather show up, as he talks about, as my authentic self, yeah. than try to fit into some mold um, or some idea of what I think somebody might like better, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And Right, because you can't really, you're not going to know if the person is really liking you if you're not showing up as yourself or if they're liking some version of yourself that you're trying to put on for them, I think, yeah. So I think that first cornerstone of being you is, is huge. Mm -hmm. What about you? It's a growth area for me too. Yeah. I, 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 would, I want people to like me. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. I do care about that. Uh, I also want to be authentic self, yeah. and I want to be real. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that's a tension point, too. Yeah. Uh, have people like you and show up as yourself. Yeah. Can you do both? And then how much do you care about, or where do you put energy in? Mm -hmm. Put energy into being authentic and being the person you want to be, mm -hmm. and maybe the other stuff takes care of itself mm -hmm. versus being solely focused on I want this person or all of these people mm -hmm. to like me. Yeah, it was a, it was a good conversation. Yeah. So, thank you, Spencer. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. Yep, we'll link to his stuff. Go check it out. Um, the Facebook group mm -hmm. is free to join. Yeah. You get a sense of, of what he does there. Yeah, the Energy Hub. Yep, and he's got the, the virtual 5K coming up that mm -hmm. we're both a part of. Yep. So, thank you for the time and energy, Spencer. We appreciate you. Thank you. Welcome to That's Deep with Eden and Jess. Today we are talking with Spencer Jones, known as the Prince of Positivity. Um, oh my goodness, you do everything under the sun. <laughs> <laughs> so let me try to get through my like little... <laughs> oh God, good luck. It might take you forever, like a jack of all trades. So Spencer's passion is to help draw out the light in others to help individuals live healthy, happy, and more fulfilling lives, help corporate teams boost morale. Um, he and his wife, Katie, organize virtual and in-person retreats. Today, um, we are on site at their home and the home of many of their Jones and Four retreats. Yes, ma'am. The logo in the background. 
And uh, Spencer has authored three books. You're working on a fourth, which I only just found out today from the other <laughs> podcast that you were on. <laughs> yep. yep. And um, fitness enthusiast, fellow podcast um, host, energy sovereignty master, which we're going to talk about what, what does that mean? It's a fun one. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then just thank you for inviting us to your home and for... Oh joining us for a conversation. No, of course. Thanks for, thanks for coming over and, and being in the, the Jones and Four home and mm -hmm. where all the, the cool stuff happens for a lot of our events. And um, just honored to be here with both of you and willing to share the space with me and allowing me to be on it. Thank you so much. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's a lot of stuff. Uh, it's a uh, jack of all trades, it seems, with, with some, hopefully master of some, energy sovereignty I got. <laughs> I don't know about the rest, but we'll see. <laughs> So why don't we start there and talk yeah. about what is energy sovereignty and what is an energy sovereignty master? Yeah, it's a, it's a mouthful, isn't it, <laughs> to say that, especially for the first couple times. Uh, it's a term that isn't used often, right? It's not talked about energy sovereignty, sovereignty yeah. mm -hmm. right? And sovereignty in general is this big fancy sounding term. Um, I had to use autocorrect to figure out how to spell it so many times. I'm like, oh my God, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm just tricky. Spelling's not my strong suit. But energy sovereignty, what is it? It's, uh, I'll be honest, I was trying to define it and I, I struggled with it because I'm not sure you could or can define it because um, the best way I found is to describe it as like a feeling. So like you're feeling whole, you feel complete inside you feel energized, you feel loved, you feel one with yourself, with God, with universe, with nature, whatever you, you choose to call it, you just feel whole and connected. Mm -hmm. Like it's that, that oneness. Mm -hmm. And so for me, uh, that, that's what it looks like or what it feels like. What it looks like, it's, it looks like a person who is energized, right? Who goes after life, lives their life to the max, as we like to call it. Um, a person who is willing to go and help someone who's mm -hmm. sharing their light, who is embracing themselves and, and shining their light with others. Um, it's, it's a person who's just full of life and love and energy and, and doesn't let life get them down. Mm -hmm. So the, the, to be a master of that and, and what we do and what we try to help people with, with all the different things that we have is I, I think of it like this. We have this beautiful light inside of us right? This energy within us. And there's energy pouring into us and there's energy going out of us at all times. Well, so many or so often we go through life on this road uh, with whatever happening, stuff pouring into us, right? Mm -hmm. The people we meet on the street, things, uh, events happening. We just wake up and we go about our day that, okay, that's stuff pouring into us. Well, some of that stuff's good. Some of it's not. Some people are healthy for us. Some of it's not. Some thoughts we have are good for us and some are not. Well, okay. So what if we could learn to manage that? If we could learn how to manage the energy flow in, so making sure that the stuff pouring into us is healthy, is fueling, uh, filling our cup, fueling us with positive, loving energy. Yeah, sure, there still could be rough things out there. There's bad things in the world. We get that. But the fact that you can curate, okay, here's the good stuff pouring in. I'm making sure that my cup is overflowing with good, with positives, with beautiful things intentionally great. Now you're able to have energy to give others and not be drained. Well, you have the energy flow in, but you also have the energy flow out. So what if you could curate and manage the energy flow out? We have energy vampires in our life, right? People and things that suck our energy away. 
often we think of people, right? This person is, they're always so negative or anytime I'm around them, I'm drained. Mm -hmm. I think about a, a coworker or a situation or a person you're around, you're like, oh my God, every time I'm around them, I just, I feel tired afterwards. I feel exhausted or I just don't have that same zest for life that I had even five minutes before. Okay, that person's an energy vampire, right? They're mm -hmm. sucking your energy, maybe intentionally, maybe not, but they're energy vampires. So, okay, let's limit our time around them, right? right? Let's either eliminate them from our life or limit our time as best we can. It's tricky because sometimes you're family and friends and, you know, you have to work through them. That's one thing we help people do. But even more so than just people, that's the first thing we think of. Energy vampires could be the organizations that mm -hmm. you're in, mm -hmm. groups you participate in that maybe once served you, right? Maybe you're part of a uh, a softball league and it's served you for some time you're like this is energizing this is good this fuels me mm -hmm. but then after a couple of years of doing it or at the end of the season you're like oh my gosh I'm just dreading going I don't enjoy this anymore I'm right. not it's not fulfilling me it's draining your energy mm -hmm. right uh, and you see it with uh, different organizations people belong with or whatever it serves them at one time but then not after so you have to curate that in your life and go okay what's serving or um that curates a word for it, but um, reflect and mm. look and go, what's serving me, what's not? Now, that's things, but there's one that most people don't realize, and it's the biggest one that I struggled with, is my thoughts. Mm. The thoughts that I'm saying to myself, the words, the conversations I'm having with myself and with others, they could be things that pour into me mm -hmm. and, and energize me, but they could also... Uh, be energy vampires. Right. I, sure. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Uh, I I suck at this. I'm. Who am I to be doing this? That whole imposter syndrome. It's it could drain your energy. Mm -hmm. So let's flip the script. Let's get rid of the the limiting beliefs, the thoughts, the words you say to ourselves to say to other people, and replace it with things that empower you and, and charge you and fill you with joy. Right, a, a visual I like to offer. I'm talking a lot here. I apologize, mm -hmm. but a, a visual. <laughs> this is your episode. <laughs> and it's good. It's good stuff. It's got me thinking. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, thank you. Yeah. Um, the the way I like to visualize it. Imagine you you as a dam. Right there, there's a dam, and the water behind it's all this energy, right, that you have, and you're trying to pour all good positive energy into this. But there's holes in your dam, right? And these holes are the energy vampires. They're they're intentionally sucking away your energy from you. What if you, okay, you can just ignore the holes and be like, ah, whatever, they're going to suck my energy. Okay, but they're going to keep doing it. And what happens with those holes? They get bigger and bigger and bigger and they start to suck more of your energy away. What if you could stop it? You could plug those holes and then intentionally open up the dam in areas that you want to pour into. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's not about being selfish and saying, okay, this is only my energy. This is, this is just for me. No, I get to I intentionally pour love and light, positivity, all this good energy into my cup so I feel alive, fulfilled, energized. But then I could choose to give it here. Mm -hmm. oh, I could I could choose to give it to dudes and tacos, right? I, I could attend this event. Oh, I could choose to spend this time with my family and be present. Oh, I could choose to do that to this person or this work, uh, work organizations or whatever it is, whatever you choose. But then you get the choice. Mm -hmm. How many times in our life do we just go by and be like, oh, well, this happened. Or that person invited me to this, so I'm just going to go because I feel guilty. I don't really yeah. want to go, yeah. but I feel guilty if I don't. Well, it's time to take charge of your our lives and be a master of that so we can master that energy flow in and out, and we can be masters of our energy sovereignty, leading to feeling whole, complete, connected, alive, fulfilled, energized. Mm -hmm. I love that. Uh, 
you read a book and learn all of that. You practice it. How does that work? How do you? How, right? how, like, how do you do it? How, right? How, yeah. Right? You, yeah. It's it's tricky. So um, I mean, I'll be honest. We coined the term energy sovereignty. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to figure out what is all this all this stuff. What's a good term for it? So we came up with it. It's funny. I coined the term energy sovereignty, and I still couldn't define it. I'm like, I was talking with my mastermind group, and I'm like. Okay, I love this. I got the feeling, but wh- how do I even define it? So, mm. and, and then we realized we couldn't define it because it's something you have to feel, right? Mm. So, how can you learn it? Yeah. How can you experience energy sovereignty? Start taking control. Yes, you could read books, right? A lot of those self help books um, can help. My book, Chaser Passions, can help. That gives you tools. Mm-hmm. But just like anything, you could read about it or you can hear someone speak on it, but you have to do the work, yeah. right? You have to right. actually do the work of reflecting on your life okay what's going well what's not going well Mm -hmm. what's supporting what's not what's pouring into me what's sucking my energy away and then taking the action steps now there's different ways you can take the action steps you can do it by yourself and just choose all right this is what i'm going to do i mean in the end you're the one taking the action anyway no one can do it for you but you could take the action however you can have support you have accountability right we have um i'm part of two mastermind groups uh, that I'm really selective about because they pour into me, but they also hold me accountable. Right. So, oh, I want to adjust this part of my life or, you know, get this out, get this out and add this in. How can we do that or whatever? So I have the accountability and support. Um, I mean, we offer, uh, we have a, okay. So we offer the supplies to help yep. do this, right? Yep. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, because like we want to help people get there. And yeah, you can you can use a lot of different people and other organizations out there and, and things to help. We're, we're just one of them that, that can help. And so what we do is we offer a community of support called the Energy Hub. It's on Facebook. It's a free group. Come join us. It's free. Why not? Um, but uh, we offer that community so now you're not alone, right? right. You're both part of it, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And so you can call out for support or help if you need if you're struggling or you could pour into other people and you're just around this positive environment like okay how awesome is it that you're just around positive energy Mm -hmm. so we provide you a community we have and we do trainings in there and calls each week and month of a variety of different things to help you and then we have uh, an online personal growth academy so all of this stuff, energy sovereignty is about, about personal growth, right? And helping us. We're on this journey. Life used to take me on the highs and lows of big roller coaster, um, as I like to describe it. And it's because I wasn't a master of my energy sovereignty, right? Life would have me like, yeah, hey, it's a good day. I'm feeling great. Yay, this is yeah. awesome. And then something happened and poof, I hit rock bottom and I'm pissed off. I'm angry. I'm upset or I'm sad. I'm depressed, right? And, and it was just this roller coaster. I remember, I remember this one moment. Um, I was in college and my wife and I were dating at the time and I was in a good mood. I was good mood. I was laughing, joking. I got a phone call. And this is a time when we had flip phones, right? So I didn't have to open up the phone to see who it was. I saw it on caller ID up front and I looked at it, saw who it was, instantly pissed off, mm-hmm. instantly mad just because of what that person brought up in me, what they mm-hmm. triggered in me, the emotion and feeling it didn't ruin the rest of the day, but pretty darn close to it. I was not a happy person to be around. And uh, my wife, Katie, thankfully stuck with me and, and helped me through that. But it, it's amazing how we let one person control so much of our energy, mm-hmm. right? And that was life for me, up and down, up and down, up and down, until I started to learn about personal growth and development. So anyway, we we created a, an academy, online personal growth academy called right. Jones and the Jones and Four Academy, uh, that basically brings you 
uh, experts, people who are who have been through the fire, who know their stuff, right? They're not just out for a quick buck. No, they've been through the fire. They're willing to turn back now and help us through it. Mm-hmm. And they're vetted. They're accessible. Like you can have a conversation with them. You don't have to pay a hundred grand to, you know, to maybe chat with them. No, they're, they're, just send them a message, right? And they'll have a conversation with you. And they're, they're relatable. So we got a online academy there. And then obviously we host events uh, and uh, things like that. Like we had a meditation experience this weekend. We have a Crush and Conquer event coming up uh, July 7th through 9th, um, going to Romania in August. Um, and we do like little energy, like pop-up events. Um, we call them energy recharge. So it's a one-day event. Um, like we're doing one in New York, um, September 23rd. I'd love to get one in the Fox Valley area somewhere this year if we can. Mm-hmm. But it's a one-day event, about seven, eight hours where we go heavy into energy sovereignty like at first we mm-hmm. figure out okay what are the energy vampires mm-hmm. then we work at how can we flip it how can we seal those cracks and plug those holes right. and then how do we fill it again with joy and love and that's what the seven hours is it's ridiculously energizing and it's an amazing time uh so we'll have to chat sometime because i'd love to do that here mm-hmm. maybe in I don't know, October, November, doing an energy recharge uh, Fox Valley event would be awesome. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but that's what we do. So we help people do that. And it's to experience energy sovereignty, you have to be willing to be vulnerable, be willing to be aware of those things in your life, and then take the action on it. Mm -hmm. And then however you want to take action, whether it's with us or other people, other groups to help you, cool, right? My goal and my our movement is to help people shine their light, as you said earlier, right? So we we want to ignite your light and help you shine it. And whether you use us or someone else, just shine your beautiful light because you have a beautiful light. Let it shine. All of those things mentioned in the intro are things that you get energy from. You're, you're choosing to do those things. And similarly, you choose to spend time with people that give you energy and not spend time with people that don't. Right. Is that fair? You've That's... got people out of your life that don't give you energy and you've done that. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard, right? Yeah. But, but exactly, right? I'm choosing who gets to speak life into me, who's around me, right? Whether they're people who are people who are degrading me, bullying me, um, make me feel guilty or shame, mm-hmm. or the people who are pouring love and light and positivity. Now, that's not saying they're, they're blowing smoke up my you-know-what, right? Like, no, they're, they're being real. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll, they'll check me when I need to be checked, mm-hmm. right? It's not just, yay, uh, unicorns and sunshine and rainbows. I think that's important. Right? Because yeah. uh, So one of the nicknames uh, I, I've got on this journey is the Prince of Positivity. Right. And I like positivity, and I'm all about it, and, and I want to help people have a positive abundant mindset with all this energy sovereignty stuff. But I'm not about toxic positivity. Right, and there's a big difference there. Um, for me, toxic positivity is like everything, sunshine, rainbows, and unicorns. Yay, everything's fantastic. Great, but it's not, right? Because there's crap in life. We go through obstacles, there's hardships, there's negativity, there's bad things that happen in the world and to us. Toxic positivity is when you sweep it under the rug, like, oh, let's just not talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, just, let's, let's just ignore it and it's going to go away. Or we shove it in the closet with other skeletons and be like, nope, mm-hmm. not going to look at it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. Well, that's crap. I'll try to keep it PG. That's, uh, that, I don't know if we can or not, but. It's open. It's open. Oh, God. Oh, you know, I have to see me restrain myself now. Right? Um, but, uh, I mean, it's crap. That, the fact that we try burying it and, and hiding the, the negatives when it's part of life. Mm-hmm. The fact that, yeah, I might be the prince of positivity, but I still have hard days. Heck, just recently I was getting out of a funk. 
that I was in, right? And I know the steps of how to how to pull myself out of it. And I was mm -hmm. doing those, but I was still self-sabotaging myself, draining in. I was just having a, a chat earlier with my, my friend and coach earlier today. And uh, after the business side of it, we talked about that. And I'll be mentioning my mastermind this uh, that I have tomorrow. And just because I... I want to be open and share that, right? That, and to have that support and guidance of like, well, maybe they could think of something else that I didn't think of or help me reframe it and see it differently. The importance of having those people in your life, mm -hmm. right? To check you and to help mm -hmm. and support you. So for for me, it's not about toxic positivity saying everything's sunshine. No, let's, there's bad things in the world. There's, we're going to go through hardships. Let's see how we can look at those hardships, those obstacles we face. Instead of sweeping them under the rug, say, okay, Let's let's learn and grow from this. How can this obstacle obstacle become a stepping stone? What's a lesson I could take from this and move forward? Right? Maybe it's a person treated us wrong. Okay, cool. Did I learn not to be around that person? Or maybe what they said I don't agree with. Or maybe it just you know keeping keeping uh, some of those people in your life that you like. I don't need to see them all the time, but they allow me to see a different side of things that I didn't see. Right? See from a different lens. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Like I I never looked at it that way before. Okay, right? But you're being selective about who those are. Now, I've cut people out of my life. I'm totally open, transparent. I, I don't talk to my parents anymore. I haven't talked to my parents in 16 plus years. And I'm not saying it's the right choice for everyone. But uh, I stopped speaking with them. This was all before I really started doing personal growth. But it was, it was toxic for me <laughs> that I... I felt judged. I, I was raised with guilt and shame. That was how I was raised and nothing against them. They did the best they could, but it wasn't healthy for me. And once I severed the ties as hard as that was, I felt more alive. I felt free. I felt energized from that. Right. And now knowing what I know, I'm like, oh my goodness, like this this was one of the crucial things for me of removing those energy vampires from my life. And I still love them and I thank them for all they did for me. But And, and things can change, right? I don't know. But uh, I removed that and that allowed me to be able to pour, have light and love and energy poured into me without it being sucked out right away with someone who, you know, I relied on and support and believed in, uh, had my best good and, and maybe they did in their minds, but for me it wasn't serving me. Right. Um... So <laughs> I'm thinking about a lot, a lot of different things as, uh, well, maybe we can talk a little bit or you can talk a little bit about upbringing and what that mm. looked, what that experience was like for mm -hmm. you, kind of even leading up to that cutoff, because as you said, that does look different for everybody. And there's right. some people that might choose to just say, okay, they did the best that they could and I'm just going to limit time. And totally. so that's a, it's such a, it's such a big difference between limiting time and then just Severing completely mm -hmm. cutting that off. So mm -hmm. I'm wondering what were the things that kind of led up to that? Yeah. Good, good question. Um, I would say so. So as far as upbringing goes, I, I grew up here in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I was homeschooled from third grade up through high school, and then mm -hmm. went to college. Um, and uh, I loved my parents. They we did a lot of cool things, like we went camping and hiking and hunting, all all the cool cool stuff that we we're able to do. And um, it, it was really 
really nice from what I remember. What's crazy is when I look back at my childhood, I don't remember a lot of it. I, I blocked so much mm. of my childhood, so I couldn't even tell you. I mean, I remember bits and pieces and pictures will remind me and like, okay, like I have a memory. Once I see a picture, I'm like, oh, that's right. This, this happened. But what I, but to bring it to the conversation we're, we're having, like I remember oftentimes when guilt was brought in. So like, um, I, uh, I was getting ready to move out to, uh, for college. I was first year mm -hmm. student at UW Fox Valley. So a two year campus here. And, uh, I was, was studying there. I did one full year. I'm sorry. I did one full year there. And then in that summer, uh, between my first and second year, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to move out of house. Right. It's, it's that time when I'm, I'm ready to, to bust out. So, I didn't need to be in a dorm room because it was UW Fox Valley, so I didn't, mm -hmm. that didn't have to worry. And I found a roommate uh, that I met. And my parents and went up to breakfast one day, and they're like, well, you can't, you can't move out. You won't be able to afford it. I'm like, well, no, I, I can. Here's the expenses. Like, you showed me how to do a budget. I budget this all out. I, I can make this happen no, right. and no problem whatsoever yeah. that I can do this. And just... Uh, and the constant thinking, like, well you, well, you won't be able to do this. So you, you have to, almost like I had to prove myself that I could do this, mm -hmm. right? That I was worthy. And that, uh, and as I reflect back, I remember different feelings. And I, I can't give it a, a specific example, except that I felt like I needed to prove that I was worthy to do something, that I was capable of doing something right. with, um, to them. And another time, um, my wife and I were engaged, and my, my parents did not like Katie at all like couldn't stand her family at all for who knows what reason um and anyway so we were engaged and she was at uh i moved to a different house i moved in actually with her brother um and we i was living with them uh before we went off to stevens point and my mom came in with uh, she had like glass bottles of milk whatever that that we had and i didn't give them back to her, like, within that same week. It was, like, the next week or something like that. Well, she came and uh, grabbed the bottles and was just, like, shouting at me, like, how dare you not get these things mm -hmm. over me in time? Like, it, it okay. was a trigger for her, wow. right? Something. Wow. And that wasn't, it wasn't just to me and then Katie here. It was, like, her brothers were there, her brother's friends were there, and, like, all yeah. this other stuff. And, I mean, again, she did the best she could, and, and whatever was going on with her in her mind, cool. Like, I still love her, but... It was it was so much toxicity for me, and then not liking Katie and the the pathway I was on, and again it could be parents and looking out for me. I don't know, but it wasn't the right path for me. So for me, it was I could limit my time, and have that be something negative within my relationship, or choose to sever ties. Mm -hmm. And make that tough choice. And I mm -hmm. said, well, I can always go back. Mm -hmm. I mean, which sounds kind of harsh and, and rude. But I could always go back mm. if needed, not that yeah. I would want to. And so uh, I thought, I, I prayed, meditated on it a lot, and I decided to, okay, let's sever ties. And, I mean, honestly, it was it was hard. I cried, letter, and all, all those. Uh, it, was just a, it was a very difficult time, right, to, to right. do that. But once I sent that letter off, once I had it, probably within a day, it was like I was a different person. I like this weight lifted off my mm -hmm. shoulders, off my heart. I could be happy, and I didn't have to worry about phone calls or or text messages or emails or anything like that that mm -hmm. can get me down because 
I stopped letting them have that control over me. Because before I just let them have the control because that's how I was raised. Mm -hmm. And now I remove that, that control that they had over me. Now, there could be other ways to do that, right? And you don't necessarily have to sever ties to to eliminate their control on your heart. But I didn't have the tools at that time to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And this seemed like the best option at the time. And it it was the best choice, I think, for me at the Mm -hmm. time. Again, not for everyone. Um, But for me, it was. And that that worked out really well. Um, And I have people in my life who are negative, who are the negative Nancys, who are... Uh, you know, you could bring up something positive and they're going to find negatives. And then you're like, mm-hmm. okay, we get them to think positive and then whoof, right and back into negative. We're like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, this is, this is driving me crazy. Because they can't help themselves. Right, think? they can't that's help just themselves. The, that's their thought pattern? Well, that's their thought pattern. That's how yeah. their brain's wired, yeah. right? And so over the years, their brain's wired and our brains are, okay, we can get, we can get geeky, right? Your brains are wired to look for negativity. Right. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> we, we work to reprogram them, right? Just geek out with like, yes, yeah. I agree. We're wired for negativity. Uh, because it keeps us alive. Yeah. But uh, and I get that. But we can also rewire our brain mm-hmm. to to find the positives and focus right. on it. So in any case, they haven't been focused on building pos- uh, a positive abundant mindset to build those neural pathways. Uh, maybe a little bit, but not much. And it's uh, it never sticks, right? Mm-hmm. So love her to death. She's amazing, but she's she's very negative. So for me, um, it's. I limit my time around them. Right. Right. So, yeah. okay, I'll go over, hang out. Yeah. And then a uh, half hour, hour, or two hours, whatever, mm-hmm. boom. Or having a conversation. And, all right, we're just having a good conversation. All right, this is good. And then it turns negative. Okay, change topics, something you, positive. You know it's going to go in that direction. You don't put it on yourself or carry the weight of exactly. it when it does. Cause exactly. Because you, you realize that, that this is the pattern that happens when I'm with this person. Right. So exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the pattern. And I do my best not to add into it, yeah. to, to intentionally or unintentionally lead it there. But it, when it starts going, I'll start bumping it a little bit towards positives or yeah. like redirecting it towards positives. But then at a certain point, I'm like, I'm good. I'm done. I call it. So I end the conversation politely, mm-hmm. however that is. And then I just leave. I literally leave the mm-hmm. room or I leave the house or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm done. Like, cool. I, I appreciate it. And then we can go back and have a conversation later and it's usually better, mm-hmm. right, at that point. You're not trying to fix that person or you've given up on or just address it or point out that it's the case. That's right. who they are. That's how it's going to be. And you don't have the energy to give to them to try to address it. Right. Um, you can't... Uh, you can't help a person who doesn't want the help. Mm. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, I can't force someone to change. You can't force someone to change. Even even your kids. You can't force them to change their I've mindset. Tried. Right? Yeah. You've tried it. Right? <laughs> it doesn't work. And they're just going to be become even harder right. against it. Right? They're yeah. like, nope, I'm putting my foot down. Like, I'm going to make this really difficult for you. Yeah. Um, and that, that's hard. Uh, and, it, and it sucks, especially if it's a family member or friend. Like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. I've, I feel... Yeah, I'm working on my energy sovereignty. I feel alive. I feel I feel so much happier in life. This would be so good for you, right? And and we can help you with it. And they're like, meh, I don't know, right? It's kind of like uh, with weight, right? Weight weight loss, right? Your health journey, right? You're like, oh my gosh, this working out is so amazing. You should do it. They're like, yeah, that's you, right? And the more you mm-hmm. you try to convince them to have you join them at the gym or do the certain thing, the more that they're probably going to put their foot down, depending on how you do it, right? You could do it nicely and and respectfully and then warm them up to that idea cool but it has to be their choice mm-hmm. right it has to be their choice right. to do it and to stick with it and same thing goes with mindset like it has to be their choice so mm-hmm. for for this person yeah we've pointed it out and they they're not aware of it they refuse to see it and okay like cool then i mean i'm here to help and support if anyone wants to help and support at any time reach out i got you like we're, we're here for you 
But if you're not willing to or not interested, cool, that's fine. No harm, no foul. I'm not here to judge you or anyone. Cool. That's, but I see that's where you're at. I don't need you in my life, or I don't need to be around you all that much, right? Until so you're ready. What I've found, and um, and I will, I, I do have another question for you, but what I've found is that the more that I'm working on myself, the mm. more empathy and compassion I have for people that don't want to do that work because it is difficult. Mm. Mm -hmm. It is very difficult. And so, so... While, yes, 100% there are people that I limit, I have limited, significantly limited mm -hmm. time with um, because their, you know, our journeys and our values don't align. Um, I, there is still a part of me that's like, I fully understand because it's hard work. It's hard. It's daily work. Oh, yeah. To every day. So my question off of that for you is... Do you ever find that there is this pressure to be, right, your self-described prince of positivity? Do you ever feel this pressure to be positive if you're not really feeling that in the mm. moment, if you're struggling? Or where people expect that from yeah. you and maybe you don't. It's a lot of weight to carry. Um, it is. I mean, right? Heavy's, heavy's the hat, right? That carries a crown in that sense and the prince of positivity right. as I've ended up. Um, I'll be perfectly honest. Yes, at times. At times it feels, personally, for me it feels like I have to put on being the prince of positivity even though I'm not feeling it. However, saying that, um, sometimes there's a need to for yourself to put that on and just put that out there. Mm -hmm. It's not that I'm ignoring it or trying to bury it, but at sometimes right. I've got, this is not the time or place yeah. to be dealing with this yeah. or to be sharing this with the world mm -hmm. or whatever. Let me go through this. I'm not, not ignoring, I'm not burying it. I'm processing it, but mm -hmm. right here and now is not the right time. So right. then I like, let's do this and get through this, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then, then I'm going to work on, right? This, this recent low that I had. Um, it wasn't the best time for it to happen, right? It just wasn't <laughs> the greatest of times. I needed to do things um, for the people we served and help. Mm -hmm. So great. I could put on, uh, and I, it sounds horrible. It's like I'm putting on face of being the Prince of Positivity, but I could focus on doing that more and then doing the, that work uh, else at, at another time, right? And just at times when I didn't need to be, quote unquote, the Prince of Positivity. But the cool part is, the being the Prince of Positivity, I mean, that's just me. And so mm -hmm. am I always positive? No. Is it okay for me to show that I'm not always positive? Yeah, because mm -hmm. I'm much more about being you. Mm -hmm. like we have four cornerstones uh, with our Energy Sovereignty Jones and Four uh, Network and, and three pillars, but the four cornerstones, well, the first one's be you. Right. Be you authentically. Try not to, and it's hard, right? I was raised, uh, again, with my parents and I killed, like I thought I had to be somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. As men, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, what are we meant to be as men, as women? What are we supposed to be as women, right? What? Mm -hmm well okay why and so be you right figure work at figuring it out and that's okay if it changes and, and adjusts or whatever that's awesome but be you your stuff is incredibly authentic right. i think that some of, some of the most powerful posts that i see yeah. through your stuff is when you're talking about struggles thank you and getting past that right? i appreciate so it's not, that. yeah right uh, it is it is real uh, and it feels real in in the stuff that you share thank you yeah. i mean that's that's the goal because i want to I, yes, I might be the Prince of Positivity, but I still go through struggles, and mm -hmm. I want to share that because right. yeah. it's not about that toxic positivity. It's about 
let me be real and raw with you. I might, I most likely don't share those things when I'm going through it. Mm. Because mm-hmm. uh, the way I, the way I kind of look at it is like a, a scar. When you first get cut, right? It's raw. And if you keep picking that scab, it's never going to heal. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm just showing to the world, oh, look at this, look at this, look at this cut. And I'm ripping that scab off. But if I allow it to heal, if I do the work, work on that, figure out whatever it is, whether it's 30 minutes or whether it's a couple days or a month or whatever, I can work on it. Let that part of me heal. Mm-hmm. Well, then I got the scar. And what are scars? Scars are reminders. Our scars are ways for us to go, like, look at the battle I've been through. Mm-hmm. Look what I've learned and grown from. Mm-hmm. Right? So now I could show you the scar and say, yeah, I've struggled too. Right? And this is what I've learned from. This is how I've grown from it. Or this is, have, when have you struggled? Right. And so then we can show off this, not show off, but we can show the scars like, oh, yeah. Right. Right. Here's when I fell off the bike as a kid. Right. Like Mm -hmm. we did with certain things. Well, Mm -hmm. those emotional scars, we don't necessarily see. Mm -hmm. Right. Physically. But we all have them. So work with them, process them, have, you know, see a therapist, see a counselor, find Mm -hmm. the help. I've seen them. Uh, It's been huge help. Have friends, have people in your corner to help support you and work through and process and heal. Because then you become wiser and stronger and you can help other people. And that's just by you being your real authentic self. Yeah, I'm feeling really good today. Yeah, Yeah, today, not so much, Mm -hmm. right? But the Prince of Positivity aspect of it, well, that will always be. Because Mm -hmm. even if I'm I'm in a low and I'm in a funk, I'm still the Prince of Positivity. I still Mm -hmm. work on it and can portray energy and love and positivity with the world. I'm just going through shit right now. So let's Mm -hmm. let's work through it. Uh, I cut you off on the cornerstones. BU is the first one. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have BU. We have uh, positivity and abundance. So that there's positivity mm-hmm. and there's abundance of positivity of joy and love in the world. It's also po- uh, abundance of negativity. It all depends what you focus on. That's a different story. Um, uh, the third one is uh, awareness and action. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about that, right? First, I need to be aware of the energy vampires in my life or awareness of, I don't like this part about me or I, I like this. And then change, uh, take action. Whether the action is staying the same, keeping it, or changing something, changing up, getting rid of those people in your life, or adjusting time, or uh, changing a habit, or keeping the same habit, right? So awareness and action. And then the fourth one is respond with love. Mm-hmm. So this is a huge one because it's mm-hmm. hard, right? Someone could, someone could be just talking to you about their day, and you're just like, oh my God, I'm so sick of hearing about this, the same catty co-worker that's annoying the crap out of you like i'm just please shut up like i don't want to hear us but you want to respond with love so how what does that look like right or someone cuts you off in traffic is my example that i love to share it's like someone cuts you off in traffic the old spencer would have flipped them off maybe sped up and tried to piss them off even more right like well well, what good is that gonna do all right it's just you're putting more negativity out there why not respond with love Mm -hmm. in the sense of like hey cool cut me off I'm not going to let them affect my energy. I'm going to be master of my energy sovereignty. Like, cool, maybe, maybe they're in a rush. Maybe they're pissed off. Maybe something's going on. I don't know what's going on in their life. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to judge them. Yeah, it kind of sucks that they cut me off. And, yeah, oh, well, I'm alive. We're alive. Let's keep going, right? And so I let that go. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how you respond with love. So to what I challenge our energizers, is what we call our community, what I challenge our energizers with is how can you respond with love in every situation, whatever it is? the cashier um, you, at a stoplight or someone at a crosswalk or you're walking to work and someone's behind you. How can you respond with love? Is it by saying something nice or kind? Like, hey, I appreciate you. Thank you. Or holding right. the door open, buying yeah. them a coffee. Or sometimes, you know, someone's someone's bitching you out, right, and yelling at you. Well, okay, you can argue back. And, and I'm not saying 
to not stand for your priorities and purpose, like no stand firm to your values, but there's a way of not having an argument, right? Or forcing mm-hmm. that uh, anger and the, the level to rise. You'd be like, maybe I just need to shut up and just let them vent. Mm-hmm. Okay, or I can share it this way or whatever. However you want to do it, just think about it. And are you going to be uh, respond with love all the time? Heck no, right? We're human. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But we can do our best to try and just come back to do it intentionally. So yeah. those are the four pillars. Yeah. Um, old Spencer. Yeah. 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 Um, My we, wife uh, had a name for me. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Um, so we were in college together for the first year, UW, uh, Fox Valley. And it's a small, small school for those that don't know. And uh, I was loud. I was obnoxious. Still loud and slightly obnoxious. <laughs> but um, whatever. So uh, her nickname for me, unbeknownst to me, until after we met and started dating, I still don't know why she dated me with this nickname, was uh, Ego Man. <laughs> because I had an ego so big. Like, I thought I was the bee's knees and rock and rolling and everything. Right. Um, I don't know how I fit through doorways with an ego that big. It was, it was crazy. And she wasn't wrong. Like, I had this huge ego. And so her nickname for me was Ego Man. So it's kind of funny that, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, life leads you on a journey, right? So uh, yeah. I, I, there's stories I can go on. Yeah, but, well. the transition, how you got from Old Spencer to, to, to current yeah. is interesting to me. Um, how you how you wrestled oh. with or dealt with or aware, aware of the ego. Mm. Uh, I'd oh. love to hear a little bit about that. So... So for me, being ego man, um, it was just a natural state. I, I think part of it was I always felt like I needed to prove myself for my parents yeah. Um, yeah. to show I'm worthy. Like, okay, no, I can do this. And look how good I can do this. And, and just kept trying to one-up myself over and over and over again. Right. I kept building up this, this ego because I was successful with a lot of it, right? Not all, but with a lot, um, which I was lucky and blessed with. But I let my ego do a lot of the driving uh, in my life and a lot of, make a lot of choices for me that didn't always serve me the best way, right? So this was years, like you're talking 30 plus years of letting the ego drive me and make choices. And uh, even with Mary and Katie, my, my ego, you know, it was better at points, but then it started taking over and, and being up like, oh, I need to make, let me, I should make more money. Or I should be able to do this. I want to get these accolades and get this kind of recognition and stuff like that and let it build up. And my ego is making choices. And, and you know, what life does is it checks you at points, right? It kind of kicks mm-hmm. your, kicks you a little bit and you're like, oh, see, but for me, when that happened, I always blew it off like, I got this, like, yeah, whatever. It's a little thing like, ah, I'm stronger now, right? Let's keep going and build it up. And the ego just kept pushing it off and be like, now nah, we got this. And it kept pushing me up, building me up on these pedestals over and over and over and over again to the point where, well, uh, I couldn't cash those checks anymore and life uh, checked me and it hit me hard, mm-hmm. right? I made some really stupid choices in my life that hurt people I love and um, it kicked the pedestal off from underneath me. So much so uh, that for me, it felt like, I mean, I came crashing down hard from this high pedestal mm-hmm. down into hard, cold ground. Uh, I felt... I felt cold. I felt alone. I felt tired. I, I had my wife and I had like three friends who I could call um, and and help me through it. And I'm I'm honored and blessed that they're still here when they don't necessarily need to be for for any reason. But uh, but I I was suicidal. Like I was I thought multiple times of how how I was going to commit suicide and and go back. And sometimes those those choices still haunt me 
to this day, right? I'm still working through and processing and healing through all of those things. But um, that, that was realization. Like I was already doing personal growth at this time, which is interesting. I was already learning so much and doing some stuff with my mindset and, and managing my energy. Um, but I never let it take hold. Like I, I never could have looked in the mirror before and say, I love you without being like lying to myself and just letting the ego talk, right? And then after that happened, I still couldn't do it. And I, I couldn't look in the mirror pretty much any time. But then if I did, and if I ever tried saying I love you, I, I couldn't do it. Uh, so the, the transition is my ego built me up. Life tracked me. I came crashing down hard, suicidal. And thankfully, I already was doing personal growth. So started seeing a therapist, started uh, doing the work I was already knew what to do, but it, I had a foundation now. Right, like I hit my rock bottom. The nice part about rock bottom is it creates a solid foundation for you to build. So then I was able to build uh, these, not the walls, but I was able to build, build my life back up and realize, oh my gosh, I hated who I was. I hated who I became with my ego, and my ego went out the door. Like there was nothing. I was humble, and but that also led me to not believe in myself. Yeah. Right, enough. Because the I, tension is interesting. Right? Between ego and authentic confidence. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to find that. And I couldn't for, yeah. for a long time. Yeah. I mean, my, my coach was like, Spencer, like, believe in yourself. You can do this. I'm like, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. But I'm scared. If I'm totally open and honest, I'm scared shitless of my ego taking over again and me not being able to control it. Hmm. Because of it just taking the reins and running like it did before. Yeah. And so for me... It was a journey. It was, um, you know, a couple of years where where I, I was building up my authentic confidence and belief in myself uh, without without the ego driving it. And then it, it came to a point with, with my coach, and he kept saying this over and over again, um, like, just believe in yourself. You got this. I'm like, will you check me? Like, if my mm. ego takes over, will he check me? And he's like, y- you know I will. I got you. And then so I have him and two other people in my life who are are intentional. Like, I'm telling him, like, if my ego starts to take over for whatever reason, I don't catch it, mm-hmm. which hopefully I should because I'm, I have all these other checks and balances in place, you need to tell me and you're checking me. So I have those checks and balances in place within myself but with other people. And so then I started to take, uh, started to believe in myself more, right? And be like, no, I am I am the prince of positivity. I can do this. Look what we are able to do and grow. And, and that's what it's what brought the business to where it is today mm-hmm. because I took those leaps of faith, that belief in myself. Um, and doing that personal growth, um, mastering my energy sovereignty and really letting it take a hold of, oh, this is who I am. This is the Spencer that I don't hate, right? Uh, of the, I was really good at putting on faces. Like I had, a, I had a face for when I was at work. I was a face when I was around my friends. I had a face around with my family, right? I could put on all these different faces whenever I needed. Heaven forbid they ever met in the same room, right? Because that would be awkward. Um, but now it's just like, yeah, you just get me or you just get spencer jones yeah. and the prince right. of positivity that's yeah. why the first um first cornerstones be you right just mm-hmm. be you right and that's okay and if, if someone doesn't like you okay right they're lost that's okay mm-hmm. you don't you don't need everyone to like you so and that was my fault before i thought i wanted everybody to like me because i was mm-hmm. i was right. i was freaking awesome yeah. right and mm-hmm. so now i'm like i'm still freaking awesome yeah. but you might not like me and that's mm-hmm. okay and that's, uh, that's a lot that. though that's growth there Huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huge growth, yeah. yeah. I think I answered the question. You did for sure. <laughs> and more. Yeah. Talk about the origin. Did No, we didn't. 
the origin of Jones and Ford. We did not talk about yeah. that yet, no. Yeah. So, what, the, what, what inspired that? What were some influences? So, my wife was a big one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, most people don't, I mean, I share this out, so, but it's not like, we don't, we don't spread it around all the time. Not that it matters. Um, but my last, so my name's Spencer Jones, right? Um, my, but that's not my original last name. Right, so I took my wife's last name. Um, So her last name is Jones. Um, My last name was Peshman before I changed it after we got married and changed to colleges and and all that, or changed to a different college. Um, So I changed my last name to Jones, and then uh, we were teaching, doing that, and I'm like, all right, I want to, I want to create. I felt the need for like a side hustle, something outside. I was a middle school, high school choir director for nine years, and uh, long story short. I gained a bunch of weight in college and, and teaching, and I was like, I'm unhappy with the way I look and feel. I wanted to start, so I started working out, and that was really good. I started doing the, the Beachbody at home workout programs, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And some of my friends who got me into it, like, hey, you'd be awesome at helping other people with this with your energy, mm-hmm. right? This is still ego man talking, right? Sure. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, well, why not, right? So then I became a coach and started just guiding people and connecting them with programs, excuse me, doing that. And so then we're like, well, what? kind of name for a business should we have like i don't know like this is, you know create a business thing for us and i'm like and so talking with katie um uh, we kind of came up with jones and four right it's kind of cool because it's our last name jones and four and it's not like the letter four it's f-o-r it's like you're jones and four fitness you're jones right. and four this that the other yeah. thing and so we started with like jones and four fitness um was kind of the first mm. iteration of it mm-hmm. and then um, we transitioned from there because my passion started to shift. Like I like fitness. I still am fit and still work out. Like, uh, you can't tell where we're recording this, but on the other side of this is like a, a gym set up here at my house and I have a ninja course in my backyard and, um, all that good stuff. But we, we changed it from Jones and for fitness to Jones and four mm-hmm. to shift, uh, because my passions were shifting a little bit from mm-hmm. just fitness and helping people right. to one of my hobbies of kayak fishing. Okay. And so I love being outside, love being on the water, kayak fishing. And so I started doing a bunch of reviews and different things for kayak fishing. And so Jones and Four, and then also the fitness side of it. Like, okay, I'll make sure you can stay paddling and, and going farther and being mm-hmm. healthier on the water, all those things. So um, between kayak fishing and the fitness, we kind of tried blending the two, and it just became Jones and Four. Mm-hmm. And our old logo had Jones and Four, and then had a kayak or a kayak fisherman up on top, mm-hmm. which looked really, which looked cool. Mm-hmm. But then, as I started to go, like, okay, I like fitness, I like kayak fishing, but I was going so hard at the kayak fishing that um, it started to become daunting and not enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it became a, a quote unquote job. But worse than that, where I was getting ready to be burnt out from mm-hmm. it, and one of my friends that that summer that I decided to to face it out. Um, got burnt out from it and totally, like, he sold everything. Like, he barely fishes now. Got totally burnt out of the hobby, which happens, and that's that's okay. I feel bad for him that it went that far. Um, so we went from Jones and Four, kayak fishing and fitness and outdoor stuff to I started really diving. That's when I started to learn about mindset. Like, oh, my gosh, I can manage my energy. I don't have to have this roller coaster. This is perfect way to tie it into the beginning. I don't yeah. have a roller coaster of emotions mm-hmm. and feelings now. Like, oh, I can... I can manage energy flow in, the energy flow out, and master my energy sovereignty. So I started learning, just going all in on discovering neural pathways and how can you reprogram the brain? How can you do this for yourself and, and support? 
And once I started learning that and using in my life, seeing the changes in my life, I started helping other people, you know, like one-on-one kind of coaching and supporting and, and within our small community that we had. Awesome. That really started to take off. And so then we, we just kept Jones and four and the rest of it. I mean, I still do fitness. We still do health. One of our events is um, all about lim- overcoming limiting beliefs in that. Mm-hmm. But we use fitness as a medium because it's a great medium. We have, so many of us have limiting beliefs about it, of what we can and can't do. Well, let's let's help you overcome some of those things, and then we can relate that to the rest of your life hmm. and help you overcome those obstacles. Right. So fitness is still a big part of my life. Um, kayak fishing is still a big part of my yeah. life, right? I, I'm all about ch- uh, my book, Chase Your Passions. Is It's about chasing your passions. So my passions, one of them, amongst many others, is kayak fishing. So every week, or I've tried every week or two, I go out kayak fishing and enjoy time in nature. It's good for my mental health, mental wellness, but also my physical health and greater purpose. And so it, it all ties back in. Mm-hmm. But Jones and Four is kind of where that name went to and, and stuck with and been through the phases. But now it's just Jones and Four. You're Jones and Four living your life to the max, right? Getting the most out of life, whatever that looks like to you. Mm-hmm. And how long, when did you start the business? And um, where are you at now? And where you talked a little bit about the kind of the growth journey and where it's mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. Um, how are things going? And where, it's, where is it going? <laughs> things are going really well. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, we started the fitness side of it back in 20... 2014. So we've been going for eight years now wow. um, with Jones and Ford, some yeah. iteration yeah. or not. Now we've been doing uh, more of that mindset since um, late 2019. Um, we started doing that. Uh, so about four years uh, working with that and growing. So now um, as far as growth goes and, and kind of give you some metrics, um, we started there with very, we had a very small, you know, handful of people in our community, quote unquote, to now where we have over 2,000 people in the Energy Hum Facebook group. We have over 200 people in uh, the Jones and Four Academy from all over the world. We, are, we have people in nine different countries uh, in the Jones and Four Academy where they're learning and growing 24 7. We have people fly in for our events. Um, this is our first year we're going worldwide with our events. Like we're going to Romania mm-hmm. for seven days. Um, we host multiple events here and around the country. So it's uh, it's been an exciting growth. And now, so we started right before COVID happened. COVID happened and we had to shift because we had fitness as a component of it a little bit more. And then we really just, after COVID went all into mindset and mm-hmm. fitness is still a portion of course, but much more mindset that um, since then, uh, we really focused on let's grow our community, let's help people. And because of COVID and the advances and all that stuff, we, we, we I mean, we have people all over the world, Australia, right. um, Switzerland, UK, uh, United States, Canada, and more um, that that are all part of our community, which is amazing. And then we're like, okay, that just this last year in 20, end of 2022, 2023, we're like, this is awesome. We have people worldwide, but what about the people in our backyard? Like they, mm-hmm. they could use help too, mm-hmm. right? And let's be there to support them on a local level. So that's why uh, I joined the chamber, met mm-hmm. you too, uh, through that, which is awesome. And, uh, and then started reaching out to businesses. So we created a business plan to help companies offer their employees a non-insurance benefit of getting access to JFA, the, the courses and trainings from these experts that they can have access to to help them. Because research has shown time and time again that the employees who feel taken care of by a company who work on their mental wellness, they're less stressed, they're, they're more productive, they're, they're enjoying work more, it's a better work culture. 
And so we offer companies access to JFA for their for their team members. And then we can also go in and do workshops, uh, speaking sessions, seminars, whatever, you know, work with the company to make it fit what mm-hmm. their needs are. Yeah. So that's um, that's kind of where we're at mm-hmm. today. And so we're building mm-hmm. that up. Nice. Yeah. Exciting. Jones and the Give Virtual 5K. Tell the people yes. about that. <laughs> yeah. um, well, so this is due to be released at the end of this month, right? So... Um, if you act quickly, you could jump in this year's event. Um, I can even extend it for you till a, a day or two. Well, what is um, the, well, so what is it? First of all, what, when is it? When actually? is it? So the, yeah. It did, like when the, if this show, if this doesn't, if we don't publish this before. Well, well, let's see. Well, so, so, so let's what's share. The date of the... So, yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, so, what it is is the the Johnson to give is kind of our uh, unofficial as of yet um, uh, donation program that we use. Mm-hmm. So, we are uh, we organize a virtual five k that's set to happen at the end of July, July twenty ninth, thirty, okay. something like that. Um, is one that's set to happen. And we, so we have people, again, from all over the world, which is really cool, coming in and joining us for this virtual 5K. So you go run, walk. I don't care if you bike. You could rollerblade. You could skate. I don't care. Just move your body. Get outside. Move your body, hopefully, for 3.1 miles for a 5K and support an amazing organization. So 100% of the profits that come in for this, uh, for the 5K, virtual 5K, go to the Joseph Patrick Faber uh, Memorial Foundation. And so they're an amazing foundation that is working their butts off to end bullying and suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's in the name of my, my friend's brother who passed away from suicide. Uh, he's a, one of the 22 service members who passed away, who took his own life. And so this foundation is in his memory and his honor. And what's awesome, why I love this, not only for their mission of working to end bullying and suicide, is that they uh, 100% of the donations go right to the cause. There's no mm-hmm. the administrative tasks. All those things are taken care of. Mm-hmm. So now not only 100% of the profits from this 5K go directly to them, they go directly to the cause and, and to put to use to help the people there. And whether they're veterans or just every everybody else, mm-hmm. they're there to help and support them. So uh, it's it's near and dear to my heart and it's an honor to be able to help. So yeah. registration for this, depending on when this uh, is released for this year's event, um, I believe we have it ending on the 25th, 26th of this month, but I could extend it for a couple days. Um, I couldn't give you a hard day because I don't know it off the top of my head, but just because we like to get all the orders in so we can order shirts mm. for everyone so that we get the shirts ordered and then mailed out to you um, by, you know, so you get it at least the week of the event and that way you can wear them for your 5K and we all take pictures and share it out and, yeah. and celebrate uh, the amazing job everybody did. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for asking. So one final thought. I'll keep it short and sweet. And I just, I want to share this because um, I share this in in any interviews I do or anything I do or on my my own podcasts and stuff like that. Uh, And that is, and do your best to remember this and, and take it in and feel it in your heart of hearts. Remember that you, you are amazing. That you are worthy and that you are enough just the way you are. You don't need to do anything, change anything, or prove anything to anyone. Because you, you are amazing, worthy, and enough. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you for being Thanks, on. Jones, I appreciate, appreciate you. It. Of course, thank you.